0: Hi, and welcome to the HSP World podcast. With each episode, we invite a guest with the HSP trait to have a conversation about a burning HSP-related question that they have. We're not coaches or therapists. We're HSPs holding space with you. I'm one of your hosts, Thomas, and your other hosts are...
1: Robin. And Rain. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the HSP World Podcast. And with us today, we have a guest named Elliot. Hi, Elliot. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Elliot, I'm wondering if you can uh, tell us what your question is.
2: Yeah, so my question is about eco-anxiety or uh, uh, climate anxiety and how especially HSPs could cope with um, this, this thing. Okay, great, great
1: question. We'd spoken a little bit earlier and you said you think that highly sensitive people in particular would be affected by this. Uh,
2: yes, because uh, from the um, highly sensitivity trait, I have the impression that we are more sensitive to our environment and also about change. And since um, like the core about this eco-anxiety is actually a tell of negative feelings related to climate change and the destruction of our various ecosystem, I had the impression that, of course, with the climate change becoming more and more important, the eco-anxiety will be a more and more important topic in the future, but I had the impression that for HSPs, it's an even more important topic And uh, we don't talk enough about it in general, so, yeah.
3: Hmm. That's a great question, Elliot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is a good question. And I can speak to that somewhat directly, being here in California and just having gone through a tremendous number of wildfires, which, you know, are, are very tragic in themselves. They affect a lot of people in terms of their homes being destroyed and things like that. But it also just causes a tremendous amount of smoke, and it's just very unhealthy to go outside when we have our wildfire season now in California. It it used to not be that way, but it seems we have a month or month and a half or more where the air quality is so bad that you can't even go outside and walk. And so I, I can speak from experience that it definitely has increased my Eco anxiety, because I feel it. It's something direct that impacts me.
3: Mm. Thank you for sharing that, Thomas. Um, I think for me, um, yeah, I, I understand. I, I mean, maybe I'm reading more into what what you know what you're saying, Elliot. But it it feels to me like because we're more attuned to our natural environment and we can, you know, our nervous systems are highly developed so we can sense subtle changes and big changes. Um, And, you know, that affects our nervous system, but it also does affect our, you know, well, you know, I'm not gonna speak for anybody else, but for me, it affects, it does affect my emotions as well because the environment is so important and, you know, I wanna live just like everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) so anything that's a threat to life you know the environment you know that's that's something that can affect my feelings personally um right what i tend to do is i like to come at things from a, a proactive approach like you know yeah it's good to recognize that you know that that does that does bring up anxiety in me but i also like to use proactive approaches to deal with things like that so you know I avoid buying plastic whenever I can you know products that are in plastic you know as much as I possibly can what are some other things I do I try to use as natural uh, products as I can so instead of using different chemicals you know for cleaning products I'll use you know vinegar and baking soda because all of this stuff uh, these chemicals end up back in our water some way or another, right? And doing things like that actually helps me manage that anxiety because I'm doing what I can. I mean, I can't control everybody else and what they do, but I can control, you know, what I do and ways that I can contribute to leaving as little of a, of a footprint, carbon footprint on the planet as possible. Um, so that's some. That's just kind of some of the ways that, you know, I deal with it. But you know, what about you, Robin? What do you do?
1: Um, I I haven't said anything yet because I actually find this one particularly difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I suspect Elliot, you're totally right that HSPs are more affected by this issue. We tend to. You know, be very quick to say that we feel we have a connection to nature, to the environment, animals. Um, A lot of HSPs are very invested in caring for the environment or taking up practices that would reduce harmful waste. Just to name one example, I think we do have a tendency to think a lot about the future and and when things don't seem right. That's another thing that uh, gets highly sensitive people going, right? I actually... This is not a conscious choice, but there's a certain amount of avoidance of the issue on my part. I recognize that because I don't feel entirely powerful, well, entirely powerful, because I don't feel that I I really have the power to change the situation, I I think the only way that I've been able to manage the anxiety is to not think about it too much. I will engage in some of the practices that uh, Rain is talking about. But I think recently... With some of the stats that have come out about, you know, how ineffective recycling actually is, things like that, you know, I, I, I have the feeling that a lot of the actions taken by the little guys, by the by individual agents, are not going to add up to the very uh, real and large scale changes that we need to and act very quickly if we want to avoid seeing some some huge consequences so I don't know um, now maybe I'm I'm putting my head in the sand a little bit I mean I, I like I said I keep doing these things I could do more I could you know not ever use my car at all I'm not taking a plane these days because no one can but I have taken them in the last couple of years I could have refused air travel and then, I mean, I have to say it does demotivate me a little bit. For example, there's a store that I can go to near my house and they um, it's one of those bulk stores, right? Where you can like refill plastic containers instead of buying new ones. And it's a, it's a wonderful idea really to reduce waste. And I remember I've had a couple of moments of really, you know, maybe I see an ad go by about plastic in the ocean and I'll feel really motivated. Like, okay, I don't want to like reuse. I don't, I don't want to go out and buy a whole bunch of plastic containers when I can just go refill the same one mm-hmm. um, but the truth is it's a very inconvenient process it takes a long time it takes a lot longer mm-hmm. uh, you have less choice and it's more expensive which I think is really problematic because you've got to incentivize people taking these extra steps right so can, anyway can
3: I jump in with something there Robin please go ahead so uh, I remember this was like about geez I mean I was so this was like about twenty five years ago and recycled paper was more expensive than you know regular paper.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But I remember the company I was working for, I purchased the paper and I would I would buy the recycled stuff, even though it was more expensive because it's you know supply and demand. You know, if if it's important enough to us, we'll spend a little bit extra. And now recycled paper is um, the same as or less yeah. than regular paper, right? Yeah. So I think that's the thing: is we don't we don't really recognize how much power we do have with the choices we make. But I, I, I just want to jump over to
2: Elliot. Elliot, where where are you with this? Uh, so I'm actually I have a background in uh, biology and especially in uh, conservation and environment. So mm. it has always been something. Uh, really important to me. Mm -hmm. And by this better understanding about HSPs and uh, also um, empowering people, I realized that we are globally more sensitive or affected by situations and we tend to uh, protect ourselves and maybe taking less action in a way that it's, um, if we're doing it, it wouldn't allow us to keep our head cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I also feel that, especially HSPs, due to their empathy and their ability to connect with environment, is maybe the thing that is needed for this green shift. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. also my understanding that we are in this situation, it's we, you know the with our um, the society has been using the nature for to make money, and we have been more and more disconnected. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I was asking this question about coping. Not necessarily always like uh, avoiding but also trying to find a way that we can actually uh, be involved in climate actions but at the same time not having an overdose or overwhelmed by the um, climate action that is a big thing Hmm.
1: that's a great point yeah Hmm. because you know um green i think think that's another another fear that i have sometimes is that if i get started I won't be able to stop right Uh, in terms of in terms of thinking and caring and being affected by you know because my imagination can roam quite far so when I start thinking about oh well where is this piece of plastic gonna go it doesn't take me very long before I'm thinking about all the pieces of plastic and and what they're going to be doing right so and then it just becomes paralyzing so
0: I think for me what I find very helpful in terms of the anxiety is having a meditation practice. And I know this is sort of sounds like it's coming out of left field in terms of eco anxiety, but hear me out with this because one thing that I know from meditation is that it actually helps me to become more empathetic. It helps me to become more present and less you know, having this conversation in your mind about the future and and having anxiety about the future, being more present means that you can take that you're taking actions in the present and also not thinking about yourself as much. You're thinking more outwardly, you're thinking more toward other people and toward the world toward toward the environment so so that's one thing that I'm doing. Just from a perspective of of reducing my anxiety overall, and also it's helping me be be more empathetic. I think mm. that helps. Mm.
3: I'd like to add to that in terms of um, you know when we feel anxiety, when I feel anxiety, I tend to breathe shallow, right? Mm. Like I breathe shallow. So what I'm doing when I'm doing that is I'm giving my brain less oxygen, and you kind of need oxygen to your brain to make, uh, you know, to make choices that are beneficial, right? Or I do. So that's one of the things that um, I find is helpful with meditation is that it gives me a baseline to start with in terms of breathing deeply, getting that oxygen to my brain, cutting down the, anxiety, and then looking, you know, then I can look at different things that I can do in my everyday life that are going to be kinder to the environment, kinder to my environment. And yeah, sometimes they're going to be tougher choices, you know, Robin, like you said, you know, sometimes some of these choices are less convenient, they give us less choice, they, you know, that kind of stuff, right? But Uh, you know, I think the confusion can come in too when is when we get paralyzed because then we think, oh, you know, there's so much that needs to be done. There's so much that, you know, and then that that anxiety and that overwhelm can come in and then we don't do anything at all. (laughs) You know? So I like what you said, Thomas, about meditation and coming from a place where we can go about it calmly and with our heart open and towards the having empathy towards, you know, all the people that are on the planet that need this planet and our planet that's sustaining us and giving us life, you know?
0: Now, well, uh, Elliot, I think you, you make a, such a really good point about the empathy part of it. Mm. Can you speak a little more t- to that?
2: Um. Yes, because it I'm still processing, like, because I, I, for me, I, I really like what you guys say about at the same time doing meditation and acting and also educate yourself about different fields. So, for example, a psychology environment mm-hmm. And uh, I, I from what I learned or experienced, I feel like empathy between people and with nature is probably the first step that we... I don't know if we can really learn it or, but we should experience it because for example, if we talk about uh green economy and all those things, it's still based on, we need to protect the environment, but we are always thinking about how we are going to much money. So maybe in short term, it's a good thing because we don't have better alternative. But my impression is like, we, I don't know how and where to start, but I think it's really like this empathy that is really important. And uh yeah, we are, I don't know if you are losing it or if in general people, unless HSP or some people, we, we are, we don't have it so much, but it's, I think it's the main program that explain that we have climate change. We are all uh, individualist individualistic people and we make what is good for us, but we, it's it's not like we want, we want that bad things to others but we cannot really think about actually what our impacts what what our actions impacts uh to others future generation and the climate so if there is a way to become like learn or some way involving involving more impact into um strategy and actions related to climate i think we will make a big uh, move compared to what we are doing right now
0: hmm.
3: well um you know, I think some of the, the anxiety comes from, you know, of course, the media, you know, because everything's fatalistic and catastrophic and, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? It's not to downplay that we don't have a serious issue, but I think it's important to look at where we've come from as well. Um, you know, how humanity is evolving. I mean, we, we, you know, we, we just came through the industrial revolution, you know, and the industrial revolution was highly materialistic, individualistic. It was very, you know, uh, pump out products for people to, you know, buy, 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 and then throw away, throw away, throw away. So I, I do feel like we are we are moving away from that. We do seem to. I mean, it just that, that I'm going by my feelings, how it feels to me. I think people are a lot more. Um, I think more and more people are becoming aware of the different choices they're making when it, you know, comes to different things. Um, and it's, you know, it's an overall switch. It's, it's almost, it's like evolution, you know, it's like humanity is evolving, you know, changing and evolving. And um, so, you know, th- those things don't happen, you know, um, in a day. You know, it, it's, but it feels to me like, I feel like I can see the changes. I can see people making different choices. Minimalism has become a huge thing. You know, a lot of people are embracing minimalism. Well, that's a major, um, that's a major, that's a wonderful strategy. Um,
0: that's, that's the reduce part of the reduce, reuse, recycle absolutely. trilogy. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. And, and that's, that's, what, that's what
0: I've been thinking a lot, too, is just, you know, instead of trying to recycle or reuse something, just, just don't get it in the first place. Yeah. Um, I do want to to, to respond to something that, that that's being mentioned here, and that is that, that, you know, rugged individualism, which is actually, I think, more prevalent, even, even more so here in the United States. And I think that 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 people are starting to swing away from that a little bit. I think the the idea of individualism was overhyped, and I think we're starting to understand that everything's connected. We're all connected with each other. So I'm I'm hoping that's the direction it's it's going to go.
1: I, I think we, if anything, uh, the experience of the pandemic is you know highlighting that point. <laughs> Just you know that we <laughs> yeah. how how connected we are. How much we depend on each other, and how difficult and compromising it is to not be able to lean on those connections in the time of a, a quarantine, for example, or a lockdown. And I think it will also be a good moment for for minimalism as well. I mean, people might be stocking their homes a little bit more now than before, but um, the minimalism, at least in terms of our activities, in terms of, I think we're all being forced to be a little bit more mindful of how we spend our time, mm-hmm. right? And how we how we move about the world. So all of that can only help, I think, I hope.
3: How do you feel about that, Elliot?
2: Um, well, as you mentioned, the corona epidemics, on one hand, it's true that it's, it's scary, but I also feel that it's... Um, yeah, people at this reality that we are very little in this world and that we, you know, we are all interconnected and um, maybe, you know, uh, the fact that we are have to stay, uh, for example, in, in some countries where you have lockdown or you have limited uh, time outside, there are people are pushed to do introspection. And I think it's not something that we are usually used to and for many people it was really difficult because you were actually alone with yourself and with your questioning about what what is your what what are you going to do with your life and what how you can Mm. achieve things and uh, even if it was maybe from what my friends told me it was quite difficult at the beginning then they started to actually realized more about what they could do in general, not necessarily environment, but also about society. So yeah, if if we need to be positive about something like Corona, I thought that it was um, at least one good thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, Elliot, I want to thank you for today's conversation and I'm curious to know how you feel about it. Were there some points that resonated with you?
2: Um, I, I think it was good that, to hear uh, your own experience, because I, I, I talk about this with friends, but not necessarily HSPs, and it's sometimes it's difficult to yeah, know what I, how, what I should do and what, what is okay, and uh, so it was really nice to have this opportunity to have this, for this conversation.
0: Well, thank you for joining us today.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Elliot. I really appreciate your courage to ask the question because uh, I agree with you. I think it's something that's um, something that's uh, on HSP's minds. Um, Maybe, maybe, you know, perhaps to to more of a degree. Um, So so I think I think you were right on uh, point with that. And I really enjoyed chatting about it. Thank you.
1: Yeah, so thank you for bringing that to our attention and thank you everybody and thank you to our listeners so please do join us for our next episode where we'll be having another interesting hsp centered conversation and to any highly sensitives out there who have a burning hsp related question big or small we invite you to ask it on the hsp world podcast just email info at hsp.world